I'm Gen Y Kate. And I'm Gen Xer Jeremy. And, and together, together we're, we're talking, talking serious, serious shit. shit. Kate. Hello, Jeremy. Can you see me? We're in, we're doing this by candlelight. So <laughs> so relevant and so dark. Exactly. Today's episode is all about electricity, electricity. power. And the fact that we've been asked to turn all our lights off. Yeah, all up and down the East Coast, huh? I know, I know, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just honestly think after the years we have, what else can we go through, honestly? Sure, why not? Yeah. So we thought we'd have a look at it today. Yeah, so how did exactly. we get here? And I've got questions. I'm sure others do as well. I know. Although I've got questions and you've got answers for some because you, you, you've been some. doing some investigation Absolutely. as well. But I don't know about you, but I, doing the investigation, I've realised... No one has a clue about all this. And then I agree with that statement after we spoke about it. I was like, so we're all just kind of standing around scratching our heads, it's not of, really sure. Yeah. I mean, listening to even the experts on, on media and doing interviews, I mean, they're even like all over the place. So, yeah, there's no real definitive definitive answer, I should say. Well, no, yes. but Except we're all stuffed at the moment. Except it's, it's dark. Yeah. So, look, before we get into sort of how we sort of got here at mm. the moment. I think it's probably good to have a snapshot at our energy sector and where we get our energy from. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's at the heart uh, of, of, of what we're, we're doing. So I pulled the figures off the government, the 2019-2020 electricity generation. So this is government figures. Yeah. So we got 76% of our energy came from fossil fuels. Okay. Right? This is electricity generation came from fossil fuels. Now, of that... So 54% is coal, 20% is gas. This is of our total of our generation. And 2% is oil. So that makes up 76% fossil fuels. So obviously coal is the number one generator of power in Australia. 24% are renewables. Our solar makes up 9% of that. Wind makes up 9% of that. And hydro, hydro makes up 2%. All right. So that's sort of... So obviously, that's where it's coming from. Coal and gas make up, you know, essentially seventy-four percent of our power market yeah. in Australia. Okay. So we've been told to turn our lights off. Yeah. Because we don't have enough power. Why don't we have enough power, Kate? Why don't we have enough power? Well, there's a reason why it's been called the perfect storm. Yep. Because there's just not one reason. There's so many different factors that are kind of coming into it. So it all kind of started, um, well, in short term, it started kind of when we all started to emerge from COVID and restrictions started to lift. And there was a bit of a spike in demand because we all kind of came from home and we're going into offices and we just had a lack of supply. And then so therefore prices increased. Um, then while this is all happening, Russia has then invaded the Ukraine um, and kind of kicked everything up a gear. So um, Russia happens to be one of the biggest energy exporters in the world. And obviously due to the, the invasion, um, there was kind of immediate sanctions placed on Russian oil and gas. So therefore, um, we had to find energy like sources elsewhere. But not Australia, the rest of the, the world. The rest of the world. Well, so Europe right. and yeah. other places, but not Australia. But that kind of helped. That, that's the reason why energy prices kind of started to soar, essentially. Yes. Yes. Um, then, meanwhile, the biggest supplier of electricity in Australia is still coal, as you just went through at 54% of that. But Australia's coal plants are super old. They're run down and they have to be closed down 
all the time because they need ma like regular maintenance because they're just basically super dilapidated. Um, and so therefore they're like, you know, it's a lot of our coal capacity is offline. Um, and so another, you know, key reason as to why prices have risen. There's one more factor though. Oh, cool. Throw a a recent, <laughs> the cherry on top is now the floods yes. have now also contributed to this because the coal supply has also been affected by all the flooding that's been going on. Yeah. So they're like, Four, what do I say? Four, five major reasons, and it's all kind of come together in for short, short-term reasons. But you kind of spoke to me that there's even long-term kind of. Well, that's right. Yes, this. yes. So when I was looking into this as well, just just to add to that, too. Oh, there's, there's more. No, no, there's, there's, there's one more that they say, which I think is just a bollocks one. They go because it's a, a cold snap. You know, it's winter, people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's never been this cold oh, before. Oh my god! You know, there's a cold snap in winter. You know, shock I, horror. I swear, so, Sydney ciders are always so shocked by the cold but it's yeah. the same every year <laughs> yeah, exactly. so i don't buy that one we'll just scrap that one off the list that's you know yeah. that's your job people it's winter yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. so we did see it coming exactly but but the other one is that and some people have been criticized criticizing them on more long-term issues that yeah. have actually impacted on this as well so some go back to the 1990s when um that's long term, that's a long -term. so i guess we should probably explain too that how the power works so there is there's power generating companies okay. that actually make the power you know the, the they produce the power and then the retailers that we buy our electricity off buy it off them right you and know. so when you say the retailers we're talking about you know origin agl yeah, those, Australia, all that kind of stuff right. so yeah. they buy it off the power companies that generate sure. the, the the power so what we saw in victoria new south wales uh, especially was the privatization of these facilities. Now, some would argue that what happened then when they went from government-owned assets, and the idea and the logic was behind it was, A, yes, there was a cash injection by government so they can spend it on roads, hospitals and all that sort of thing, but also um, that industry would run the assets far more efficiently. Right. Now, some are criticising that that's fine, but generally then the, the driver of private companies is to make a profit for shareholders. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you need more government oversight intervention to ensure that they are actually doing the right thing. So right. there's a criticism that we lost some of that oversight when, when we had privatisation. The other one is that, and this relates to the war in Ukraine, which you've just mentioned, yeah. is that liquefied natural gas exports. So there's a, a big refinery that was built in Gladstone. When that was built, and, and that's in Queensland in 2015, it came into operation, uh, there was a, a big deal done, um, which meant that there was... Essentially, our gas prices were linked to the international gas market. Yep. So all of a sudden, we were at the whim of the international gas market. So this idea that Australia has not hasn't got enough gas is is just wrong. We we we've got plenty of gas. Right. We actually export gas. We are a major gas exporter. We have that much. We have that much. We in fact, you know, we're one of the largest. I think we are the largest gas exporter in the world. Right. So the problem then is that we then are at the mercy, even mm. though we have enough gas in Australia to run for ourselves, uh, we have to buy it at the international price. Right. So therefore it's a fault. Now, Western Australia f have actually circumvented this because they have a deal with their gas suppliers to say that 15% of the gas produced in Western Australia has to be go to the local market and be kept for the local market. So their gas prices 
absolutely a lot lower than what we're having here on yeah. the eastern seaboard. And just to, just to, I just love to do everything a little bit differently over there, oh, don't they? they? <laughs> yes, they're a, a little <laughs> little thing of their own, aren't they? But so just to give you an example of how much gas has gone up, this is and this will blow your mind. So a few months ago, gas was trading at approximately ten dollars a gigajoule. Okay. How much fits into a gigajoule? I have no idea. I can't give you any. any but I didn't you know. even know what a gigajoule was until so this very moment. $10 a gigajoule. Yep. Now, wholesale prices in Victoria reached up to $800 a gigajoule. I mean, that's a phenomenal increase. I've never been silenced on this podcast so, before, but so, I am so, silenced. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then the Australian energy market operator stepped in and temporarily capped the price at $40 a gigajoule. But still, well, I mean, God, even, a jump, but even, a, but even a jump from $10 to $40. 40 totally. And so when you think about the, you know, the, the electricity generation companies that have to buy gas to fuel their, their power stations, mm. and obviously with the coal ones breaking down as well, we're more reliant on the gas ones, you can see why energy prices are now going Going up. through the roof, yeah. Um, and the other thing that people say, there was a, a failure. So in 2001, the Howard government brought in a essentially a, a target, a renewable energy target, which required the, the, the retailers, energy retailers and the large customers of power to ensure that they increased their energy uh, from renewable sources, mm -hmm. right? So that was a, a policy that the Howard government brought in. Then when the Labor government came in, um, they increased that yep. to make that actually a higher target. And then when the Abbott government came in in 2015, they dramatically reduced that target. And so the the target was such a low ball target that was very, very easily met. It was met. easy to met. Right, and so there's been so. no additional incentives from the government to build into more renewables. Right. So that's one of the reasons why there's not, you know, coal was always cheaper than renewables. Yeah. Um, so therefore the reliance on coal was kept. Now it's only very, very recently in the last sort of 12 to 18 months that solar's actually became become cheaper to run than coal. So we have now seen an increase in solar farms being produced. Yeah. Well, I've seen there's been a, quite a few incentives from the New South Wales government yeah. to put in solar. But there's a problem. Okay. <laughs> right. So they've got these wonderful solar farms going up. Uh-huh. They haven't got an extension cord to plug it into the <laughs> network. <laughs> I've so, got Bunnings just down the road no, for I me. Mean, I can, I can so, help them out if they so need to. So we're seeing all these places go up. Yeah. There's no ability to plug them into the network. Makes sense. They've so, thought this through. Obviously. So you've seen Labor come out and say that they're going to fix the transition. You know, you see the, 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 the transition. Yeah. You know, because I've seen there's been a lot of blame put on oh, sorry, the I said transition. Transmission. Transmission. Transition's another thing we've got to talk about. We today, are. Because I've... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We're just so excited about this. Oh, it's just... So yeah. And to be fair, the New South Wales government actually have... have and they announced this about 18 months ago, they are now building these sort of areas where solar farms in out west are going right. to be built. Yep. And what they're saying is this area, and they've, they've, they've marked out areas around, I think it's around Dubbo and, and, those, and there's a few other areas, okay. to say these are going to be uh, renewable energy spots. Yep. We will build the transmission needed yes. to link those spots to the main grid. Some forethought. Yes, yeah, so fantastic. Forethought. Great. Exactly. Uh, so I've seen a lot of kind of blame from the Labour Party being put on the Liberal government that was just in. Why are we blaming that specific government? Well, I mean, they were in power for nine, nine, ten years. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, obviously the problems didn't exist. It didn't, didn't come to fruition just 
last out of week. Nowhere. You know? yeah, totally. So, so again, and and I and I think the criticism that is absolutely fair is that certainty has never been put into the marketplace. Yeah. And you know, business after profitability, business needs certainty. Yeah. And the reason why the coal power stations are deliberated, deliberate. I've done it every year, every day, every every week. I do one word. The word of the <laughs> have been run down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just super old guys. Well, yeah, <laughs> have, have been run down because the, the business is saying we don't know what the future is for coal. Yeah, you know? okay, of course. And, and so yes, I, I think there's a lot of blame to be put on um, the the previous government because they were too busy having these absolutely ideological wars around the environment rather than actually getting on and just doing policy in delivering uh, the proper proper things. And I also think there's a criticism on the environmentalists and the green side because they haven't actually admitted that we do need base load power. Well, that's right. You know, even in Europe where they, they're a lot greener than we are, Germany, yeah. one of the most green power sources, still has coal totally. as a base load power totally. because... As we know from this summer, as someone who has solar and is, you know, high and mighty because I've got doing solar and, ba- and doing my bit, got solar and a battery. Yeah. But this summer, I've had to take it from, uh, most of it has been taken from the actual grid That's because right. the sun hasn't sh- hasn't shined this summer. As yeah, we know. yeah, totally. Crap summer that we had. Yeah. But so you need baseload. So in Europe, there's a lot of nuclear and, and coal is still being used. Yeah. So I think, think there's been a realisation by those that are, are very pro renewables yeah. that we still actually need a baseload mix. And a lot of eggs have been chucked into this hydrogen basket Yes, to say, well, that's going to be our answer here. Yeah, And I, I think the hydrogen question is, is still a, a question. I don't well, think there's it, still no certainty. There's no certainty <laughs> in that. So I, I just think that that's, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's been a real travesty of government policy and both sides of the political persuasion and both sides of the environmentalists and those that have been sort of pushing the coal barrow haven't been able to come up with a transitional arrangement from this and say here's the certainty here are the companies that need to invest in these are the sort of technologies they need to invest in and because we haven't had that this is why we end up with this sort of situation absolutely if only they just rang me and told me, you know, they wanted you could some have advice. Sorted it out. Sorted Absolutely. It out. Well, I guess from here. So, I mean, how long are we set to be in this potential power outage for? Well, I think it's going to keep going. I mean, this is going to be. I think this is, you know, while the coal ones are coming back online, they're being fixed, but some of them are going to take months. Right. So, I, you know, I think everyone is sort of saying this is not going to be resolved overnight. Yeah. It's going to be a long term. Um, situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And, you know, it was the floods that sort of took a couple of offline. Yeah. We're going to come into summer, might be a cyclone. You know, you know, you, you never know totally. what's going to happen. So totally. uh, we don't have a lot of redundancy in the network. That's what's shown. Okay. And does the Labor government have any policies surrounding this currently? Yeah, look, they, they, they've come in saying we want to reform this. They, okay. knew, they knew that there was a problem. How many levers they've got to actually do it is, is what they're sorting out. Right. They, they've suspended things. They've, they're, they're, they're being far more interventionists than the previous government. And this is this is going to be a real test for the new government. I mean, they really have been handed a time bomb yeah. of a problem. They've got their work cut out for them, it's, don't well, they? Actually, the time bomb's gone off. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so they've got to now try and fix... Damage and, control. Uh, damage control. And so they're going to be judged on this. Um, but, you know, so far they have pulled as many levers as they can. But again, it's, it's, it's very long term. 
the issues that we're facing. Gosh. <sighs> <laughs> well, well, I'm very happy now. I've got my soul out, so it's going very well. Yeah, well, look, that's good for you. 100% <laughs> the last 24 hours. Totally self-sufficient in the last 24 hours. Well, it's because you've had some sunshine. Yeah, that's right. It's going to yeah. rain on the weekend. Yeah, if it rains, I'm stuffed. <laughs> if it rains, I'm stuffed. I'll be baseload when it rains. All right. All right. Well, that hope kind that, of sums that, it up. hope that helped. No, I think it does. It makes sense. I mean, we're all just kind of scratching our heads like, what do you mean there's no electricity? So this makes sense. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.